Welcome. You're listening to Soli, a podcast driven by curiosity and spirituality with intuitive mediums Shayla and Peyton. Join us as we ask questions, create conversation, and share in an open and heart-centered way our personal experiences and mystical ponderings. If you're spiritually curious and want to be a part of the conversation, then this is the perfect space for you. This is Soli. Hello, Soli listeners. Today, Shayla and I decided we were going to play a little game. It's uh, this card game called Cool to Connect. And we're going to just answer some random cards that Shayla's going to pick. And they're going to just help you guys get to know us a little bit better, help us get to know each other a little better. And it really brought out some some deep conversations and some fun topics and some really cool memories that we're excited to share with you all. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode. Okay. So these cards, I got them at Christmas time. And it was okay. like a compilation between, I don't know if you guys have it there in the U.S. stage. It's like a essential oils and natural kind uh-huh. of products. And okay. so there's this company called Cool to Connect. And so they do these prompt cards where you ask questions and it's to get to know one another, people better, family, friends, whatever. And they come in different themes. And so this one was from Sage. So it's a little bit more broad, but I thought it would be fun for us to do that with each other. So I'll pick a card and then we can each answer them so that we can get to know each other better and our audience can get to know us better too as people. Um, You can follow along at home too and like answer those questions or write them down and maybe use them with your family and then check out the cool to connect cards because they have like a whole array of them and i do believe it's a canadian company as well too so yeah very fun (laughs) i don't think we have that i we have similar things that you're speaking of but i don't know if we have that company here in in the states but i i'm sure we have something very it got really popular in canada so it's like i mean a lot of people go there for essential oils and stuff but It's in like most of the malls in Canada now. So they have like a bunch of different oil blends and diffusers and like cleaning products and skincare and body care. Yeah. It started off as like a really small company, which is interesting. Like I remember 12 years ago and then they just really expanded. And I actually don't know if they're even owned by the same people anymore, unfortunately. I think it was one of those things where they got big and then got bought out. But there's still some things I really like about them. So we'll have to check it out. We could use something like that here if we don't (laughs) already have something. At least it's probably not where I'm at. And. I'm not in a like a small town, but I'm not in the most Great. luxurious metropolis <laughs> of the US of A, but maybe the bigger cities have it. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to pull one. Some of these may make us think. Okay. Share something vulnerable about yourself. Oh God. Let's just start, you know, just right off the <laughs> bat. Start off the- <laughs> something I'm vulnerable. Since we're recording this, you know, they're going to be a little bit off the cuff. So I guess the first thing that would come to mind for me is that there's vulnerability for me in the sense of I tend to pack my schedule so tight because I'm a hairstylist. I have a salon that I run, a retail shop in there I run. I have people that I manage. Then I have my spiritual business that I'm trying to grow and manage and, you know, continuing to do development. I'm doing this podcast and working with that. So I I have myself spread pretty thin and my days are scheduled. You know, I also have to like fit in the gym. So 
My days mm-hmm. are scheduled so tightly that it feels almost kind of vulnerable that if anything comes up in my world out of what I have scheduled, it can kind of throw the whole, you know, tip the plate over. So I, that to me is like the first thing I would say, like right now in my energy kind of puts me in vulnerable position. Yeah. Is that a good one? It's like, yeah, no, I think so. When I think to like vulnerability, I feel like I didn't have anything to share for a second. I was trying to think and then suddenly all these different things came flooding into my mind and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's (laughs) maybe a lot I could actually say about that. So I'm like, where do I want to take it? I think this is something that probably like a lot of people maybe need to hear too. But in terms of motherhood, it's been so much more difficult than I thought it would be. And I feel like we're in a time Mm. where we're supposed to pretend everything's perfect and pretty and easy. And if we do express any frustration or, you know, vulnerability towards that, it can be seen as complaining or not being thankful or grateful. So I would say a vulnerable thing for me is that, yeah, it's been especially the first, I would say like five years, like I had postpartum depression, anxiety, postpartum OCD, which is different than typical OCD, but it was very difficult for me. It was really heavy, but I feel like I'm starting and now I'm like my oldest is 12. So mm. I'm like just starting to get like the hang of motherhood and he's going to be a teenager soon. So I'm sure that's going to completely flip right over again. So I think that would be my sharing something vulnerable about myself. Yeah, for <laughs> it's sure. It's not always easy. I- For sure. I am not a parent, but I've always said, and obviously none of it is easy, but I, for me personally, I've always thought I could handle like the baby phase. I can handle, you know, the the getting sick, the, you know, the bathroom, all that Mm -hmm. stuff. I could handle the rocking to sleep, the crying. It's the teenage stuff that terrifies me. It's like when they grow up and their independence, you know, starts blooming and you have to allow them to make a mistake to learn. You know, it, it would be Which that terrifying. Like, totally. It would be, I would, you know, you can control a baby and just hold it until it sleeps. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, for the most part, but you know, that age is what always kind of terrifies me. So yeah, I, I could try to understand. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have a sister who is, we're 15 years apart. So I'm 15 years older. Okay. So I've had like a little bit of a taste of seeing what ah. teenager years can be. And it can be a little bit scary in some mm-hmm. ways. So mm-hmm. we'll see what well, happens got, with my kids. You just got to hope you're instilling those, you know, those right things now so that when they get to that age, they know better. Yeah, exactly. Hope I always that, say right? you got to teach them how to do the wrong things the right way. Yeah, that's a, that's a good phrase. <laughs> that's funny. For more parenting advice, you can find me at... <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to pick another one. It's kind of fun. What is something you think everyone should experience in life? I think something I wish everyone could experience in life is to travel to another country. And I think going somewhere else and just getting to see people and how they do things in other places and getting to understand it better and connect better, I really do think that opens up a part of your mind and your understanding that I, I think can be a blessing. I'm going to say traveling. I like that. I am, yeah. <laughs> I'm somebody who has not done a lot of traveling, so maybe one day. Right. I'm and it's like, difficult to do, but it really like... Yeah. And I didn't start doing it until I was in my 30s that I actually like left the country for the first time. And, you know, it just opens up your perspective like, Crazy. Especially when you go somewhere where there are areas where people are really having a hard time, like where there almost is no way out. There almost is just, it's hard past what a lot of us can even comprehend. 
So when you kind of then see that in real life, in real time, I think that also helps put a lot of other things in your world in perspective. Yeah, for um, sure. Yeah. And even just like when you say that, like witnessing other people's stories and ways of life, right? Like that can yes. be really, I think we need more of that, of more like storytelling and seeing each right. other's stories and hearing them and being open to that. Right. So I think traveling for sure. yeah, can do that for sure. For sure. Sure. Okay. This is probably kind of simple. Okay. So something that I guess the, the word wish, right, for everybody to experience is unconditional love and the fact of it doesn't matter who it is, but having somebody in your life who just fully loves and accepts you for every part of you that you can just totally be yourself around. I think that can be so impactful and so beautiful. And it might not be an experience in terms of maybe an action of doing something or having an object or something, but it's like something that could really impact your life and your quality of life. And I just really hope that, you know, everyone gets that experience with someone. And then in that same regard too, is like having that kind of love for yourself too, if you know, it, it doesn't happen in that way. But I've just noticed, and again, going to stories, like I listen to a lot of storytelling podcasts and things like that of real life stories and not everybody comes from that like not everybody has say a parent that they're growing up with that they get that from and not everybody will find a romantic partnership like that too so I just think Mm -hmm. there's so much value in when you actually do find that so that's what I hope everyone can experience is that kind of love right I like that you touched on also like finding that within because I think I think at least I'm speaking from personal experience like that's something I've had to learn later. It's like really love myself first and like find the value in myself first, which then totally changes the landscape of what it is you need out of love and Mm -hmm. from other people and how that looks. So I'm I'm glad you did touch on that because I think that's, I think if people could learn to really unconditionally love themselves first. Yeah. And it's hard. It's a hard process to kind of go through. I don't think it's. Yeah. Or just, you know, we're bombarded by so many different things. And I always mention this, like media and things like that. Right. But we kind of are searching for something outside of us. And like, I think it can be really healthy to to find somebody in a healthy way that, you know, you can experience all that with. But it is for me too. trying to love myself was definitely something that only recently I've been able to kind of connect into. And it's mm-hmm. funny because I found like this journal I had from when I was first dating my husband, I was like 17, like we've been together for a long time. Wow. But I was reading these things and I'm like, oh my gosh, Shayla, like have some self-respect. <laughs> Love yourself. Like, why are you spending so much on this person to make you happy? And like me and my husband, we, like, we've grown together in so many different ways. And I like we've found ourselves, I think, in a lot of different ways, too. And then, of course, like having kids really kind of changed things for me, too, because I had a lot of like body issues and I had a lot of self-hate towards myself. And then I was going through all these different mental health things. And so, like, honestly, Mm -hmm. it's probably been like three years that I've been able to find that self-love. And it really feels good to be in it finally. And and I catch myself sometimes when I'm going off past a little bit I'm like would I talk to someone else like this would I see someone else in this way and it just helps me to kind of recenter myself and give myself love that reminds me of one of my ex-husbands I remember when we first started connecting it was over a messenger and then years later after we had been together and then we finally really got to know each other and I had started doing a little bit of work on myself and all the things you just mentioned I looked back and I reread some of our first messages back and forth. Like you were saying, like you found this mm-hmm. journal 
And it was interesting because I remember the feeling I had from the responses I was getting. And then after I got to know this person, I realized I completely misinterpreted the context of what was being said because it was like I was in search of, you know, getting this validation or, you know, having someone like make me feel whole that I even I like tricked myself into subconsciously into reading into, mm-hmm. you know, what I was receiving more than what it actually really was. So, yeah. Let's pick another one here. Shuffle them up. Okay. Oh, this one's going to be a hard one, I think. Oh, God. Okay. What are three lessons you had to learn the hard way? Okay. So number one is my value and my self-worth, which is kind of something we were talking about before we started to record. And so there have been so many times in my life where I devalue myself and I end up in situations where I'm just doing so much and then not receiving enough back. And it just like draining and it affects my life in a really negative way and it creates anxiety and I just don't feel valued. And so it's like really learning how to stand up for myself and know my worth and my value and allow myself to receive that. And that's ongoing for me too, because I still catch myself doing that even currently. (laughs) So yeah, definitely that's one of them. And I've definitely had to learn the hard way for that because I've had moments where I just like crash and burn because I'm just too overworked and undervalued and all that stuff. The next one is not speaking up for myself or what I stand for. And it just ends up bringing me into this like spiral of life situations that could have been prevented that didn't need to happen because I didn't allow myself to speak my opinion or voice my concern or whatever it may be. And sometimes it's even like authoritative figures that I didn't want to upset. And so I would just lower myself down. And that kind of goes into like this speaking up for myself is like throat chakra stuff, which is something I've definitely had to work through a lot in my life. And it stems from like deep childhood traumas and things like that. And it's an ongoing process. And then number three is not listening to my intuition like every time. Every time I don't listen to myself, it's it gets not good, especially when it comes to like really big life changes or situations or decisions. And I can look back at it now and be like, oh my gosh, I should have listened to that. And so I'm coming to a point now where when it is like really big stuff and I get this strong feeling, I try to listen to it. But even little situations, like I told you about my car. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. like we got together with our old neighbors that my kids are really close to. We shared a backyard. So like they're super close and we haven't seen them in a year. And then I get a text message from the mom saying that we're going to be on this in this area on Saturday. Would you like to go see a movie? So I like buy all the tickets and I'm just doing this. And I'm like, so I picture my car breaking down and not being able to go. And I'm like, that won't happen. You're being paranoid. <laughs> An hour later, I go to start my car to go somewhere and it's not working. It's like these mm-hmm. little intuition things. So like if I can take all these little intuition daily things and really get to know myself and then make sure that when I have big life situations, I can actually follow that you know, that big feeling. But it's funny because I do psychic and mediumship. I can like really tap into other people's energy. But honestly, it is hard to feel yourself out sometimes. So that's it. And those are kind of all like interconnected. And they're not like super specific moments because there's so many moments packed in within those three things. And they all kind of intertwine. But that's what I came up with for my answer. How about you? Well, it's so funny. So for our listeners, for sake of the podcast, we're going to edit it out, but we took just like a couple of minutes to set and really write this one down so we could kind of really think about this one, but it's going to flow a lot better for you guys. Well, it's interesting, Shayla. We basically wrote the same three things. 
So I'm like hearing you talk and I'm like, oh my God, yes. So the first one I wrote, yes, is self-worth. So, and this was kind of what I, it was basically what I was touching on in the last question of valuing myself enough and not trying to fill that void that I had or that I, wherever that came from, like not trying to fill that with having someone, putting that in the, the responsibility of someone else to make me feel whole, you know, and really finding that and fortunately, unfortunately, however you want to look at it, I'm, I try to be a little optimistic, but that lesson led me through a couple really heartbreaking relationship experiences, you know, so I've had to learn that one the hard way, but it, it also feels like a strengthening blessing at the same time. Then my second one kind of goes into that too. I, I hired on someone that was a close friend of mine to work for me. And it worked out for a couple of years and then it just ended not great. And I kind of was in, we'll go back to vulnerable. I had kind of put myself in a vulnerable situation that anyway, it, the way it ended up, they left and our friendship ended. And so that was, that was really hard because it was, it was just a hard situation. So like, that was something I learned is it's not always good to mix friends and business, yeah, you know, especially sure. it just, and you know, probably hindsight, maybe the friendship wasn't exactly, you know, that kind of goes back to self-worth. It's kind of intertwined yeah. that, you know, maybe it wasn't the best relationship to invest as much energy into, but either way I did, you know? And so then when things ended, you know, that was a little hard for me, but, and then my third one is listening to my gut. You had touched on, you know, we talked about this earlier in another reference, but this is something when we're doing, at least me, I'll speak for myself doing readings is half the time what comes up in the reading. I'm like, you just need to listen to your intuition. You just need to listen to yourself. You know, and it's really like, no, Peyton, you need to be listening to your intuition. <laughs> you don't, you do the same thing that they do, you know? So it's like, do do as I say, not as I do. Yeah. But, you know, there's been, you know, one thing that I guess is pulls in the heart a little bit is I, the last time I saw my grandmother, I had a kind of a feeling that was probably going to be the last time she wasn't, I just had a feeling and it ended up that was, um, and so I kind of wish I would have, you know, obviously many of us have that grief and that, that feeling of, you know, we should, could have, should have, would have did more and whatever. But I, at, that was a moment that I kind of look back and I'm like, yeah, I kind of had a feeling when I, you know, and then, you know, there was, yeah, there were just other moments and other relationships and stuff where stuff came through very intuitively, like some of the strongest and, you know, some, I always tell people it's so subtle, very subtle. Well, there's times that it's not subtle. It's literally yeah, a punch in the just like, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's just like <laughs> your spirit guides are like behind you, choking you almost yeah. like, listen to me. So there, you know, there was time or two there that, you know, had I went in that moment, I probably could have navigated a different direction through something. But I also like, I do have faith that things unfold the way that they need to. And there's usually a greater purpose. So yes, listening to your gut, that was my, so we, we had basically the same three things. Yeah. And really even listening to your gut, that is also going back to trusting yourself and knowing your self-worth and knowing that like you are worthy to be getting this information. You are worthy enough to listen to and to value that feeling or that concern. So yeah, that's, that's my answer. Yeah. And I think looking back, because in each thing that I shared, there's like so many stories packed into each one, right? right. And then when you were talking right. about certain things, I was like, oh my gosh, I had a similar thing. Like the, somebody who's close to you and 
then, you know, it becomes part of your business or something like that happened with my yeah. husband. It ended so, so terribly. It was yeah. just a bomb went off. Like I can't even, and it actually interfered with a lot of family stuff. Yeah. And then even when you're saying about your grandma, it's like, that's one of the things too, is like with the speaking up thing, like I wish I had said right. certain things to certain people who are no longer here. And I've had to kind of come to terms with, they can still hear me. I know that, or like I can still right. talk to them, but there is something about doing it as a human being. I think we're kind of programmed right. to be like, I wish I could have done that when they were living right. or whatever. And so right. that can be kind of hard. And so, yeah, finding forgiveness, I think too, for myself has been a big thing for the life mistakes I feel that I've made. Right. And even with that, like the, you know, I wish I would have said this to this person, you know, you and I both know, we know that mm -hmm. our loved ones are on the other side, but when they're on the other side, they're aware of all this, you know, they're in perfect yeah. love, you know, they're in happiness, but it was, it's something about not having that opportunity that in their human, when maybe they were less aware of how beautiful they are or whatever, like being able to just give them that gift in their yeah. human, even though they do have, they do fully understand it and right. live in that space now. It still is just like, you know, being able to give that gift to them when they were here. But yeah, but they do. They do know it now. They do. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. That one was heavy. Woo. I know. There's a lot in that one. <laughs> These are good. Next time we do this, we're going to do the naughty ones. Oh my God. <laughs> they do have that for these ones too. So they do. Yeah, I'm sure they do. Okay. What is one of your favorite memories? Favorite memories. Let me just replay my whole life. In the back yeah, of the I know. <laughs> Let me just go through like, okay. Yeah, I'm going to pick this one just kind of popped in my head too. It was such a beautiful moment. So in 2021, I finally made the trip my whole life. I wanted to go to Greece. And so I finally went to Greece and they were the first country that opened after like during the pandemic. And when I got there, it was as soon as I got there, Delta came out like we had all been vaccinated. Everything was fine. It felt like the world was opening up again. And then bam, Delta. And then bam, on the news, everyone was like, I can't get home. I'm stuck in Greece, da, 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 like all this stuff. So I ended up like I did a bunch and it was awesome. And I, I had a great time, but I didn't go venture out as much because I was a little nervous. However, I did. I took a bus and I went up to Delphi where these ancient ruins are. And so for those people that aren't familiar, Delphi is this area in like central Greece. And uh, there are these ruins up in the mountain and there's a temple there. And there was a a uh, woman there that was an oracle. She was a, like a visionary and she spoke like people came from all over the world to get messaging from her. You know, she was like a very famous psychic basically. And so anyway, this place was just amazing. Like the energy there. And this was before I really fully started leaning into like these gifts and these skills. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of want to go back now, but now that I'm even more open and I can, but the energy there was just so beautiful. I mean, I was in tears because of just the energy and the feeling there. And this place is just like tucked in the mountains and it was just so beautiful. So I would say if any of you ever do get a chance to go to Greece and you like history and that stuff, Delphi's where it's at. That place is just, it's crazy magical. So that would, Sounds that's beautiful. the first one that popped. Yeah. It's the first one that popped in my head. I love that. You're making me want to travel now. <laughs> yeah, I keep talking. I keep I keep bringing oh, up traveling. I think it's because I'm itching to travel again. Yeah. So I'm like, my my psyche is like, let's yeah, bring up travel again. <laughs> yeah, like, come on. That's awesome. I love that. I had like two memories pop up randomly in my head. So when I lived in the Yukon, 
it was really nice because it was about 10 minutes away from just being out in the middle of nowhere from any direction, basically. And it's just like super beautiful. And so one of my favorite things when my sister would come to visit or my sisters, depending on who was there at the time, we would just go for these long drives. We'd grab some Tim Hortons because we're Canadian. We have that here. And then just go driving out and just enjoy nature and just feel the wind and the breeze and our faces. And it was just so nice to just disconnect. And I don't know, like that for me, that time of my life living in the Yukon, there was like a lot of really beautiful things and a lot of really hard things. But when my sisters came to visit, it was just always such a beautiful experience. So like I just cherish those memories. And then another one that's a little bit different is when my Baba, so my grandmother, when she passed away, I think it's about it's been about six years or so since she passed away, I ended up doing something I never thought I would do. I ended up helping my mom get her ready for her viewing and for the funeral and stuff like that. I didn't even know you were allowed to do that. So it opened up a whole like door of me looking into the funeral industry and how we kind of perceive death and how we market it and like just the industry of everything like that and how we think we're supposed to do certain things. So it was weird because I was there and I did her makeup and it was just a surreal experience. And I ended up hearing her clear audiently. And then my mom was hearing her clear audiently and we're both looking at each other and just like, oh my God, did you hear that? And I told told her what I heard and so I was doing my Baba's nails and I had this nail polish beside her hand and then in my head I was like oh she might knock it over because like I'm just I'm used to doing this on people who move right right <laughs> and then I heard in her voice so strongly well I'm not gonna knock it over and it just completely floored me because it was so clear audience so her voice so her personality her humor it just shocked me and then my mom was like oh my god I heard something like that too I was pinning her hair and I heard ouch Ouch! <laughs> like her laughing about her poking her. <laughs> oh my god! It was a really beautiful experience that I would have thought would be scary, but it ended up being so beautiful. And just to have the honor of doing that for her at the end of her life, and my family, extended family, there was kind of some bickering beforehand. No one ever can really agree on anything, and so I was kind of worried. I was like, oh my god, are they gonna think like she doesn't like good with the makeup on? But it ended up being something where everybody was just like, oh my gosh, she looks amazing. And everyone connected to that. And so it was like a gift for everybody kind of thing. And it's something I'm so glad I was able to do. And I remember just looking online, trying to figure out how do you put makeup on someone who's not living? Because it's different, right? But she ended up looking just like everyone was saying she looked like she was 30 years younger. And I was like, well, there you go. <laughs> okay. But it was a beautiful oh. experience. And I never would have expected it to be. And it's funny because I think about how life works in cycles. And when she first saw me as a newborn baby and held me, who would have thought that her holding me at the beginning of my life would right. one day be flipped in reverse where I was now taking care of her right. in a different way, right? Where she's at the end of her life. And yeah, it was just crazy. So that's like one of my favorite memories that just means so much to me. And yeah, it was a really interesting experience. And so now I just see end of life in a different way too. And I just feel like it can be really beneficial for a lot, everybody, but a lot of people to be able to come back to those rituals where we're taking care of our loved ones after they die, because it can really help even psychologically. And I know for some people that it might not, like I know my sister's like, I couldn't do that. But for me, it was a really, it was a big blessing in my life. And it really helped with the grief process as well. Oh, completely. Yeah. My mom did counseling for people suffering with grief, mainly for those who lost children. She did that, you know, from the, like the 80s to early 90s. And she had an office inside the coroner's office in the city that I grew up in. And so growing up, I was around funeral homes and at the morgue and all of this mm -hmm. all the time. And it's, you know, you have to, you kind of have to just be comfortable with it, but it is such a beautiful gift to be able to do that for her. So I love that you shared that.
Yeah. There's this woman who talks about death and she owns like a funeral industry thing or something. I can't remember what it is. She seriously brought so much light on things for me. I think her name is Caitlin Doty. Her last name yeah, it's spelled D-O-U-G-H-T-Y. So she really talks openly about death and answers questions that I think a lot of people have, but they're really afraid to actually ask out loud. And she goes through lots of different histories of how we handled death in the past and misconceptions. And I don't know, I love her. She's amazing. I really, really strongly suggest looking up her YouTube channel or getting one of her books because she has quite a few of them. I think one of them is called Smoke Gets Into Your Eyes because I think she, she only could crematorium or something like that like she did all of that stuff and she's really well known for just speaking up on on the concept of death and stuff so yeah i recommend her yeah for sure okay i'm gonna pull one more okay what is the best gift you have ever been given and i think we could look at this from different perspectives (laughs) it could be like a physical gift it could be more like a life emotional kind of gift or something like that so we can kind of take it wherever our minds go to first i suppose God, these are so good. I know. Like, they're simple, they're but like, so they make you deep. think. Yeah. <laughs> the best gift that I've ever been given. Well, the first thing, I mean, there's some very beautiful experiences that I've had in my life. So I'm not trying to shorten those or, or skip over those. But something that I was physically given recently in life that, that a friend of mine, shortly after I lost one of my dogs last year, and she gave me this little bracelet. It's called a Felicity bracelet. And I think I think they were all over Instagram. It was an ad. Or I, I remember seeing them on social media. And maybe now that you're hearing me say that word, it'll probably show up on your social media now too. Probably. But um, it was one of those bracelets that you look into and you hold it up to the light and you're able to see there's an image inside. And it was an image of my two dogs. There's this picture of one kissing the other one. And That's it was so the cute. one that passed. And that was just amazing. And so like, you know, and I wear the bracelet every day, you know, so that was something that really... That it was really special to be, you know, to have that and to be able to have, have my Sophie with me every day. Oh, I love that. That's so beautiful. I'm going to have to look up those bracelets because that's actually a really cool concept. Like They're that. so cool. Yeah, and that's just like a really good gift, even like in, in terms of grief too, right? Like being able to yep. use it for that type of thing too. So, okay. I would say my kids. I love them. Mm-hmm. They're a great gift. (laughs) In terms of something physical. So I used to work at this Medispa, which was also psychic readings and mediumship. And like it was spiritual at the same time, too. So you could go get your armpits lasered and then you can get a facial and you could also go get a psychic reading. (laughs) Sounds like the business I run. Yeah, exactly. It was awesome. I loved it. And all the people that I worked with were like amazing people. And I just feel so grateful to even had had that experience with them in that time of life, especially. It was just before I had my son. I think I worked there for like three years. But one of the ladies that worked there many years later, I ended up actually reconnecting with the spa owner. And then there was a spa owner and there was another woman that I was close to and her name is Fern, who I really enjoyed. And so these two women are still in contact after all these years. And so the, the owner of the place, she's like, well, Fern has a gift that she wants to give you because she heard you were doing mediumship and psychic readings. And so it was this really beautiful crystal ball. And I would have never bought something like that for myself. And it just like one of the coolest metaphysical objects I have. And I haven't really tried using it, but I'm like, it is so cool. Like it just looks so like so it's cool. awesome. So that's I would say that's one of my favorite. And also to just like the fact that she had been holding that for so long and she's like, well, this would be something for her. And that that connection still lived on, you know many years after and stuff and she thought of me so that was one of the most awesome ones 
Totally. I actually, now I feel called. I have another one that I want to share. That's a good okay. one. <laughs> so in this, or earlier I referenced this friend that the friendship dissipated. This friend actually bought me for, it was either my birthday or Christmas, a skydiving gift certificate. So I ended up going skydiving. So I used my gift certificate and then I had a friend who was my next door neighbor And she was, for her 80th birthday, she bought herself a gift certificate at the same place. So when we were celebrating her birthday, we we both brought up, she's like, I'm going skydiving. I'm like, where? I'm going sky, you know, whatever. So we we booked it on the same day. So for her 80th birthday, her and I went skydiving together. And she she was 80, but you couldn't, you would have never guessed. She was, she had more life in her than anyone I've ever met. She's the most fascinating person I have ever met. She's just phenomenal. She is the life of the party. She traveled the world. I mean, she's just like, I I could go, I could have a whole episode about this woman. Like she changed so many people's lives. She just, she was phenomenal. Anyway, so we're getting ready to go up in the plane, you know, and we're, there's three of us there, me, her, and then another guy. And we're, we're all nervous. And as soon as the plane, and it's this rickety little itty bitty plane that you go jump out of, you know, Mm -hmm. and you're here with, you're with a trained person, but still. And as soon as we're like, get ready to take off, she screams and excuse my language. She screamed, let's fucking do this. (laughs) And so we just all start laughing. And then I jump out first. And then I think she was next. And then the guy with us was third. And, you know, so I'm falling through heaven. And all of a sudden, off in the distance, I hear her screaming. And I look over. I don't even know how far away she was, but I look over and she is just having the time of her life as we are plummeting to earth, you know. And that moment to me was such a gift. And she unfortunately, um, a year, not even a year ago now, she, uh, she had a massive stroke and passed away. And that was really difficult. But yeah, to like have that moment, like that moment right there of just like falling in the sky, being able to see her name was Jan, being able to see Jan just, you know, having the best moment, you know, one of the best moments of her life was amazing. So I, that one, that all, that all kind of came to me as you were, you were talking. So. I'm so glad you shared that because it's such a good story. And I feel like she kind of is like a little guest on our podcast today. That story. Good. (laughs) She would, she would be, if she was still around, she would be on this show. I'm just going to (laughs) say like, what's so interesting is when I've done, you know, during our development, we do a lot of practice readings with other mediums or Mm -hmm. however that works out for you. And she came through so much. And there was one time I had a reading by this woman. It was phenomenal. And she she was like, I have this, like, I feel like this woman's like a 40 year old woman and da da da. And I was like, well, that's, you know, and I couldn't pinpoint that, but every, she gave specific details that w- could only have been jammed, like things yeah. that I only knew. And, you know, even it's such specific things. And finally, I was like, it was so interesting because if she didn't know this woman, obviously. So if Jan would have came through at the age that she was when she passed, the reader, could have gotten in her own way and thought, oh, she's 80. She didn't have a nose ring. She didn't wear Converse. (laughs) You know, like she wouldn't have, she wouldn't have, she would have second guessed the information that really validated that it was Jan. You know, but so she came through as like she was 40. So the woman didn't mess any of that up. It was, it was one of the most powerful readings that I've received just because of that. Cause it just, again, I've said it a few times on this podcast, like how intelligent spirit is. Oh, how they, you know, work this stuff. But yeah, she was, 
she was just she was an amazing woman so yeah she let's I think she is here today so yeah no she sounds incredible (laughs) oh my gosh like and that's the thing too when you're saying it's so easy for developing mediums and mediums any like even if they're you know doing at a professional level it's like you can get in your way but it's like everyone's so unique and they have such different stories like one person's grandma is not going to be the typical you know fluffy haired grandma who bake or whatever exactly. like everyone's so different and that's what makes it so cool and that's what can be so powerful about a reading like that is like you just can't know that and you get all these exactly. amazing pieces of evidence so exactly awesome. well and, a, and it was a great like i said it was a great mer- learning moment for both the reader and i because as i explained it to her it was again like you know we can't we got to be careful with what preconceived ideas we have about ages and genders and races and all of these like categories we put people in stereotypes (laughs) that we get for people that you know we got to we got to make sure not to let those stereotypes and stuff get in the way because it can it can really it can block really validating information so it was a cool learning experience yeah for sure that's awesome well this has been fun i enjoyed this this. was so much fun hopefully it was fun for people listening and you can take those questions and maybe ask you know your own friends or your family and apply them to yourself too because they're kind of like good points to even just journal on and kind of think about because things i don't think about all you know you're not always in that headspace to kind of question yourself in that way so that can be a fun little session or thing to do with yourself so yeah thank you for joining us (laughs) yes thank you hey solely listeners thank you so much for being here with us today If you enjoy this podcast and would like to help support us, there are a few ways that you can do that. The first way is to give us a positive review on Apple or Spotify, and this helps us to be pushed up the algorithm, which allows more people to find our podcast. The second thing you can do is word of mouth. Send it to a friend or a family member who you feel would really enjoy this kind of conversation. We also have all of our social media linked below, as well as our solely email. So if you have something to say, you have a question, you have an episode suggestion, or just want to share your story, you can do that below. 